0: I could stay here forever.
2: Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit carvana.com today. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, it's Dr. Will Cole. This podcast is the manifesto for a new breed of health seekers. This is the art of being well. What's up, everyone? It's Dr. Will Cole, and welcome to The Art of Being Well. I am a leading functional medicine expert. I get to consult people around the world via webcam. I started one of the first functional medicine telehealth centers in the world over a decade ago, and I'm a New York Times bestselling author. I wrote Intuitive Fasting, which is my newest book, and The Inflammation Spectrum and Ketotarian. If you want to learn more about my clinical work, the telehealth center, the books, and there's lots of free resources there for you as well, you can check it all out at drwillcole.com. That's D-R-W-I-L-L-C-O-L-E.com. All right, let's get to today's guests, Danielle Gronich and Kaylee Christina. These are the brilliant minds behind the Clear Stem skincare line. Danielle Gronich is the formulator and CEO of ClearSTEM, which is this brilliant, non-toxic, anti-aging, and anti-acne skincare line. And also the founder of the San Diego Acne Clinic, Danielle's 10-year acne struggle was the impetus to her current reputation as the acne guru. After three failed rounds of Accutane and multiple laser treatments, Danielle took a leap of faith and decided to leave the corporate world. She dove into the clinical research and went back to school to find the answers to her acne for herself, earning her license as a clinical esthetician and acne specialist. She learned that acne has multiple triggers that you're all going to learn about today that operate in tandem and that thoroughly evaluating Each case in a holistic way, both internally and externally, is the only way to help truly manage your skin health. We not only have the brilliant mind of Danielle, we also have the brilliant mind of Kaylee. Kaylee Christina is the co-founder and COO of ClearSTEM. As a certified holistic nutritionist, published author, podcaster, and investor of wellness-based brands, Kaylee has a deep passion for making a positive impact in other people's lives. Her journey into the skincare world began when she developed numerous health issues, a breast tumor, and severe cystic acne in her mid-20s, and tried in vain to find a cure. After countless doctors, dermatologists, and specialists, no one could figure out what was going on. That's when she took matters into her own hands and discovered San Diego Acne Clinic and the amazing things that Danielle is doing. And you're going to learn so much more about this beautiful synergy between the two and what ClearStem is all about. All right, let's get to it. This is Danielle and Kaylee's Art of Being Well. Welcome to the Art of Being Well.
1: We are pumped to be here. We've been like We've listened to the podcast for a while now, but we were even like (laughs) tuning up yesterday right before. We're like, we're so ready to dive into everything.
0: (laughs) Kaylee lives in LA and I was up there and on the way there and back yesterday, it's about four and a half, five hours in the car. I was just like, I went and re-listened to like some of my favorite episodes um, with you with like Dr. X and then got a bunch (laughs) more in and I turned it up to like speed, like double the (laughs) speed just to like be weird with it and I feel like I got so much content it was amazing
2: <laughs> massive info download yes
0: brain yeah. exploding emoji over here and I love
2: it <laughs> so you guys did your research of 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 me in the in the podcast that's awesome so before we started recording we were talking about how we're really going to dig deep into acne and skin flare-ups at large and so many patients i can't tell you how many people are struggling with this that i'm consulting And you both are such a wealth of information when it comes to breakouts and flare-ups and just inflamed, angry skin. And before we started recording, Danielle, you said we talk about acne all day long. It's a super sexy, super sexy life that you live. The sexiest. (laughs) Healing from acne is very sexy.
1: Absolutely. Healing in general is very sexy. That's
2: right.
1: (laughs) It's getting you back in touch with your body. Like going on a journey to figure out what the root cause of your acne is, is really gaining more knowledge about your health and what affects you. And it brings you more in tune with your body, which is sexy.
2: Mm -hmm. Absolutely.
1: There's a quote that kind of ties into this, that has just been
0: like ruminating in my head. It's in this like, It's in the song by Trevor Hall, who's an amazing artist, but it says you can't rush your healing. Darkness has its teachings and it Mm. applies to everything, but it really applies to acne because it makes you dive deep and figure out what's going on inside your body. And that is a gift that pays dividends in the long run. So there is a silver lining.
2: Absolutely. So let's start with What's going on in our world today? The amount of people struggling with breakouts. Can you guys just speak on what we're facing as a world? Start. Let's start there.
0: Yes, yeah, so, I mean, we'll start smaller with the, the world at large, but then America specifically. A lot of it has to do with our diet, the, the SAD, standard American diet. Where Western diet goes, disease follows, whether it's tooth decay, heart disease, diabetes. And shortly after that, it's acne. And we see that all around the world. And it's mainly because of the processed sugars in the diet. The way that we structure our meals, we start by having sugar first thing in the morning. Like, What are we giving our kids in the morning? It's like Frosted Flakes and Pop-Tarts and donuts and things like that. So we start this inflammation cascade that lasts all day. We're constantly chasing the sugar. And then all the dyes are a big part of it too, but mainly the inflammatory oils. So that coupled with the stress of American life, is just a recipe for disaster in the body.
1: Mm. Yeah, and when you take that and then everything we've been through in the last couple years, which is not only exacerbated stress, but also with wearing masks, creating a human environment on our skin, we are the type of culture that loves, we're a very big buying culture. So, love buying new makeup, new skincare, like new, new, new all the time. And new and expensive doesn't always mean healthy for your skin. So, we're loading our skin with a ton of products, not knowing what's in it, whether it's the pork clogging ingredients, the toxic chemicals. We're wearing these masks that are opening up our pores, that things are getting deeper into our pores, causing breakouts. So, we have, mm-hmm. <laughs> we kind of have all these factors going on. And it's leading people to feel at a complete loss with their skin because they break out and they're like, oh, it must be a hormonal imbalance. Oh, it must be new skincare I tried. Oh, it must be this. And sometimes, like me, when I found Danielle, that's how we met, because I had dealt with severe bright red cystic acne. Couldn't I was the person that was Googling everything, listening to everything, every podcast, every book, buying every new product. Sometimes there's like 10 different acne triggers going on. It's not just one thing. And that's what we like to talk about is helping people know what those acne triggers are. So they don't feel like you have to change your entire life. It's just identifying what those triggers are and slowly making progress.
2: Love it. So can we break down the different types of acne? You know, people hear cystic acne, they hear hormonal acne. And I think that it all gets lumped into one thing. And there's definitely commonalities of inflammation and the foods that we eat without a doubt. But can we kind of highlight the differences between some of the most common forms of acne?
0: Absolutely. So my background is um, I've owned San Diego Acne Clinic for almost eight years. And all we do is fix acne. That's We don't do lashes. We don't do brows. We don't do normal skincare. All we do is fix acne. So we have seen it all. And we have a very intense hour and a half screening process for new clients when they come in, where we're going over every single thing in their diet, their vitamins, their lifestyle, how much they're exfoliating, their water temperature, literally everything. But what we have seen over the years is that whether it's non-inflamed acne, which is just those like tiny little flesh colored bumps that never have a head and never go away. Like they never get big, but they never go away. That's non-inflamed acne. Then there is like your average like pustules and white heads. And that can be, you know, various uh, degrees of severity. But that's the stuff that comes to a surface it has a white head, it has a nucleus in it where when you pop it, there's a little core of something that was clogging the pore. And then it gets really bad into cystic acne. And there's grades beyond that, but those are the main three, non-inflamed, inflamed, and then cystic. Got it. So cystic, so let's back up a little bit. The root cause of acne in general, like what makes someone acne prone versus their neighbor who's across the street and who never washes their face and eats garbage but never breaks out. That genetic difference is something called hyperkeratosis, uh, specifically retention hyperkeratosis. Double click on that. Keratosis is the production of keratin protein in the skin. Hyper means more. We genetically produce more keratin protein than other people. Genetically, back in the day, evolutionarily, it was a good thing. That means we healed faster from wounds. You only get attacked by a tiger. You get a random scratch that could get infected and kill you a thousand years ago. Our skin would regenerate faster. But you fast forward to today, and it just means that our pores get clogged really easily, especially in conjunction with all the things we are now putting on our skin. And when we are evaluating products for people at San Diego Acne, 95 plus percent of products have pore-clogging ingredients. Those are ingredients that are usually filler agents like shea butter, coconut oil, isopropyl meristate, ethyl hexyl palmitate, soybean oil, things like that that the average consumer doesn't know to look for. But those are things that are physically clogging our pores, leading to all types of acne.
2: Got it. So I I love, beautifully said, I mean, this, I I talk oftentimes when you look at different inflammatory problems at large, if if we're talking about the skin or other autoimmune problems or metabolic issues. It's this evolutionary mismatch, largely. It's this genetic, epigenetic mismatch. <laughs> so you said these, uh, those of us that are prone to breakouts, would it would have served us well a couple thousand years ago with the fast healing, but we're living out of alignment. The chasm between how we're living our life and our genetics is just growing by leaps and bounds. So what the average person that's struggling with acne breakouts today, what's the... Conventional approach and how, how is, in your opinion, how is it being treated incorrectly?
0: Oh, I could talk about this for hours. <laughs> so it's a delicate topic because it's, we're going to focus on Western medicine for this example. And I'm sure you'll agree with me. So when you have, say, you know, you went through acne, you're a woman, say you're, our average customer is like 27. She's been on birth control probably for about since college. So maybe call it like eight years. She's been on birth control. She's had acne. She's been put on antibiotics. If she's had persistent acne, she's been put on spironolactone. Maybe she's been um, told to try topical things like Retin-A. And when those fail, if they worked for you, great. You're one of the lucky ones. But usually if you have severe persistent acne, those things won't work. They're either taking the the batteries out of the smoke alarm in terms of like antibiotics, right? They're just muting the symptoms and they're making the actual root cause worse. Or it's something topical like Retin-A or something like that that can create a ton of damage in your skin because it's so harsh and it destroys your barrier. So it's creating these problems. And if and when those things don't work, which is likely the case for a lot of people, then you go to Accutane. Not once along that journey is some is a typical, a typical Western dermatologist talking to you about diet, or what you're using on their skin, or what the pore clogging ingredients are that could be in your skincare. They're not talking about exfoliation generally. They're just trying to match you with a prescription because that is the business model of American medicine.
2: The truth. You're I preaching. mean, it's just the truth, right? I yep. went through that
0: for years. I had horrible disfiguring cystic acne for over a decade. I had to do Accutane three separate times and it still came back.
2: Yeah. Cause it's not getting to the root cause.
0: Mm -hmm. No, and it's making it worse too, especially because we know that acne is related to digestion and gut health and Accutane ruins both.
2: (laughs) Right. Yeah. I, I always say the skin is oftentimes an outer window, like a mirror, a check engine light into what's going on in the gut systemically. And we need both sides. We need the outside in support and the inside out to deal with with this disruption of our skin microbiome and our larger gut microbiome. I'm curious, you you mentioned that you both met, like, how did you meet? How did you guys become this duo, powerful duo?
1: So gosh, this was now, I think we're going on six years ago, I think at this point, but I completely randomly had broken out with bright red, bright red inflamed Painful cystic acne. I dealt with acne on and off my entire life. The very traditional route I was thrown on proactive when I was in high school. When that didn't work, I was given like a really, I think, different, different, the really, really harsh cream that just like rips everything apart. I don't even remember because I just remember going to the dermatologist and be like, give me what you have. Like, so I, I was like, I'll do anything. So I just remember it was the white cream that ripped apart my face. It kind of worked for a little bit, came back in college, but it was never anything crazy aggressive. I feel like I was in the middle of what other people dealt with. So about six, seven years ago, I guess seven now, I broke out with bright red and inflamed painful cystic acne out of nowhere. It was actually shortly after I got off birth control as well, which is very common for a lot of women. And I was going to every doctor, dermatologist, esthetician. I probably went to like four or five different doctors, like four different dermatologists. Gosh knows how many estheticians (laughs) and every doctor was just like, go back on birth control. You have a hormonal imbalance. This is the only thing that'll fix it. Go on antibiotics. You want me to go on antibiotics for like a month or two. And then the dermatologist was like, I want you to go on Accutane. And then I went to every esthetician, and it just seemed to make everything like everything was made it worse. I was trying everything from the cleanest of clean skincare to like because I was looking online, right? This is before I knew any of this. Rub it, like washing my face with coconut oil and using like an apple set diluted apple cider vinegar like toner. So it was cleanest of clean to like the most expensive serum. to so like a three hundred dollars serum that was going to fix everything like insane amount. I knew that there was a root cause. My background is in holistic nutrition. And I was like, there's gotta be a root cause. I am like, I had done the AIP diet. I had like cleaned up everything, no inflammatory, no anything. And I, I was still at such a loss. And I was like, I know I don't wanna go back on birth control. I'm like, I feel so confident in balancing my own hormones, antibiotics. I know that so setting off an atomic bomb in your, in your gut and body. And then I really didn't wanna go on Accutane. It's like, I knew too much at this point of what all these things did. And I, I really did not want to do, I was at a loss. It was getting worse. It got to the point where I didn't even want to leave the house. I was packing on like theater makeup, like the kind that the Miss America pageant girls use. Like It is like thick clay on your skin. I didn't see friends for a few months. I was so embarrassed. Like looked like I was unhealthy. I didn't have control of my health. And you just felt it all the time. It's constantly in your mind because you feel it and it's painful. So one last Google search up Pop San Diego Act clinic and I go in and Danielle has me bring in every supplement I'm taking skincare, hair conditioner, and makeup. And I'm so grateful. I have me her last client of the day. We literally had three hours together because <laughs> we just geeked out and we, wow. my world was opened up into acne triggers, which is so different than everything I had not so different, but a supplement to everything I had learned going through school with holistic nutrition because obviously it's teaching me all about food and the functions it has on brain digestion, weight loss, weight gain, all these different things but I had no idea there's even healthy food that can be difficult to digest. So if you're already dealing with digestion issues, it makes it worse. I had no idea that there are certain foods that, in supplements that in excess cause hormonal imbalances. I was taking so many supplements I'm being healthy, right? Mm-hmm. And <laughs> just had no idea of any of this. I didn't even know about pork cloggers. What? Like you don't going through nutrition school, you don't learn right. about Like you, I I was very passionate about non-toxic, but I had no idea what pore cloggers were. So I learned all these things and we found out I had 12 different acne triggers going on. And in a matter of two months of just getting on a proper skincare routine of exfoliation, that was really the big thing I was missing. Just exfoliation, like, you know, not using pore clogging products and then taking away all the acne triggers, which everyone who's listening, it wasn't drastic. It wasn't like I had to completely change my life. Like these were easy things to eliminate. Like I was having excess vitamin D in my supplements, like easy things. And in a matter of two months, my skin completely cleared with no scar damage, Like I had the type of acne that should have the really deep rooted ice pick scars, like the really really gnarly ones. That's the type of acne I had. My picture is the first before and after on our website. If anyone wants to see like how bad it really was, most people don't believe me until I show them a picture and they're like, "Oh my gosh!" Yeah, we cleared it in two months, and that's we're like we're onto something here. (laughs) There like there's there's a need for it. There really is. And then we can we can get into how the products were developed after that. But that's that's how we met
2: originally. The start of it all. That's a beautiful meeting. I mean, talking for three hours, that's a special connection at first and some synergy happened there and then, right?
0: Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I think Kaylee was like a sister in a past life or something like we, the universe was like, you guys need to reconnect. I'm going to give yeah. you both acne.
1: <laughs> so, Half
0: gonna go uh, down. You know, I, at the time I was starting that business, I, I have a biology background. I've studied biology, genetics, immunology at length throughout my education. I didn't go forward with Western medicine because I was so disenchanted with it at the time because I was, I was probably under the care of at least six different dermatologists. And one of them, the. I'm grateful to him. He finally spelled it out for me. He's like, which prescription do you want to try again? And this is after I'd show up to our meetings, like a good student ready to learn with a list of questions. Like I know when I have alcohol, I break out on my neck or I know when I eat pizza, I break out. Like, why is this? And the answer would be like, Oh, there's no white paper to suggest that. And I'm like, that's the end of the conversation. (laughs) Like, there is a reason, like, I'm in, I'm taking biology classes. There is a reason. What do you think? And he was like, literally like, there's no white paper. So I can't discuss that. Which prescription do you want to try again? And it it hit me like a freight train. I was like, this is not the path for me. So I was in the corporate world, but still struggling with acne, still reading lab reports for my, (laughs) on my spare time. Like I come from a family of scientists. So I was always still very passionate about keeping up with the knowledge, but at the age of 28, I had to do my third round of Accutane. The vision loss was getting so bad that they were afraid it could be permanent. So we had to stop. The side effects were just insane. And it came back within like three months. And I was like, screw this. I'll," f- I, Really, I said F this, but I'd like to be <laughs> polite to your listeners. I was like, I'll figure this out myself. So I started like looking for ways to get access to more skin information that was targeted just to the skin. You can't really get that unless you're in esthetician school. So I enrolled at school at night. I had a six-figure consulting job, wasn't planning on leaving it. But as I was in esthetician school, I realized that the business model for San Diego Acne Clinic was the medical profession I'd always wanted, but didn't know existed. Mm -hmm. And it was a beautiful thing. And it completely took off. Like I was seeing 12 clients a day. I literally like it blew up within a couple of months and Kaylee was one of the first. And at that time I was so obsessed and there's just so much to learn as it relates to the human body that I would spend hours with clients and we would get, we would get to every single root cause, like the dosage of things like what Kaylee said, vitamin D, the dosage of B12, there are very, very healthy vitamins that we are most of us legitimately deficient in like vitamin D. However, devil's in the dosage. There's, mm-hmm. that, there's that little pharmacology saying the difference between a medicine and a poison is the dosage yeah. and certain things like vitamin D, for example, if you are deficient and you're told to take it, you go get the highest dosage you can find. You start taking it with no end date and no guidance as to like a regimen for it. Mm-hmm. And vitamin D happens to be fat soluble. So it stores up in your system vitamin D in excess can spike testosterone. That is a well-known thing. Like men, as they get older, they get low T. First thing you do is put get a high vitamin D dosage. That's like known, but no one connects the dots in terms of acne and testosterone is the main hormone that causes an acne flare up. So that's the level of detail that we get into. And that's the level of education that we provide on our website to people who are trying to self-diagnose.
2: Awesome. And we'll put the link, everything we're talking about here, we'll link in the show yes. notes, but let's I mean, you're speaking to thousands and thousands of people right now that are generally speaking, for the most part, they eat healthier than the average American. They're kind of exactly where you were at, Kaylee, when you both met. So can yeah. you highlight, so you, you hit on some gold mines that I know people are gonna, their ears are gonna be ringing of like, okay, coconut oil, I thought it was good on my skin. It was it was gonna solve all my problems. <laughs> and then number two was the vitamin D. So can you talk about some of the top healthy, quote unquote, things that are maybe healthy in some dose, but not at any dose that we're either using on our skin that we shouldn't be, or could be problematic or foods and supplements. Can we go over like the top things beyond Absolutely. what we've talked about already?
1: Let's tackle supplements first. Cause that's so easy. Everyone can like, if you're home, like run to your medicine, run to your daily supplement regimen and just check right now. So supplements, Danielle mentioned vitamin D also. So vitamin D, Zinc, B12, and biotin. Those are the four you need to look out for. Again, all in excess. So we talked about vitamin D. Zinc is the same way. So zinc in excess is also going to stimulate testosterone as well. So you're going to want to keep that like less than about 150% of your RDV. And again, this is not replacing any protocols that you are put on for deficiencies. This is for the average person that is just taking it to, because we've been told that vitamin D and zinc are amazing for our immune system. And we've all been told to take it recently. So this is just for the average person taking it. B12 stimulates testosterone. And oh my gosh, this one is crazy because it's in everything in insane amounts, like absolutely insane Insane amounts, like 40,000%. So you have even like, so even healthy energy drinks that don't have a ton of caffeine, they're just, they have a ton of vitamins in it. The Mm B12 is sometimes like 40,000%. Any nootropics that you take that are for, you know, helping focus during the day that are even caffeine free or not either way, Mm -hmm. 20,000, 30,000, 40,000% of vitamin B12 if there's any multivitamins which i'm not a, not a huge fan of multivitamins um but if you are taking a multivitamin typically a lot of b12 in that as well and it is snuck into just random things even like fun green juices at the store or just like the like the fun little wellness drinks that you see i don't i'm a huge beverage person so i love going to Whole foods, sprouts, airmon, and like head straight to the beverage section. I'm like, what's Mm -hmm. new? What is fun packaging? Look at the ingredients. I love it, right? But there's so many that they're trying, like companies are trying to put all these vitamins in to make it more fun. Like I say fun because it's like fun for me. (laughs) It's fun for
2: wellness, right? I'm like
1: fun (laughs) (laughs) to make it more beneficial because then on the front of the bottle they can say like natural energy without caffeine. Like, so anything that says like, energy without yeah. caffeine. It's typically loaded with B12. So that one is so scary. I've seen a friend literally texted me the other day. Oh, Danielle and I were just talking about this, that she's been dealing with really bad acne and she is an integrative health practitioner. She's been through like multiple certifications. She's like one of the most knowledgeable people that I know in the nutrition world. And she's like, my naturopath put me on this and she's like, "Do you think this is causing my acne?" So it was a liquid B12. She turns it around. One serving, One serving, hundred twenty thousand percent of RDB. So <laughs> I'm going on a B12 tangent, but I can't tell you like how important it is. <laughs> just like to to check what you're drinking because it's hidden in other things. It's not just in your supplements. That's the point I'm trying to take. And the last one is biotin. We've been told for years, it's the hair, skin and nail supplement. We have to take it. We want our nails to grow our hair, to grow our skin to be healthy. Remember what Danielle said earlier in the podcast about the root cause of acne genetically is retention hyperkeratosis biotin stimulates that it's essentially like pouring gasoline on a fire. So it's only going to make that so much worse, especially if you're already dealing with that, it's going to speed it up even more. So biotin nix it a great, um, alternative. If you do want to strengthen hair, nails, and skin is silica. So amazing supplement. If you still want to be doing that. Silica and sulfur are amazing for not only
0: just like more hair and skin protein, but like stronger, like higher integrity skin and hair protein. It's amazing.
2: So like an MSM yes. supplement? MSM yes, MSM sulfur.
0: Yes, I see a huge difference. I take a thousand milligrams of that a day, which is probably a little bit more than the the average recommended dosage, but it's not even at the highest limit, but I see a massive difference. And yeah, it's like, you can watch your wrinkles reverse when you take sulfur and silica. It's pretty amazing.
2: Yeah, love it. So how about foods? Like what are the foods that are healthy, (laughs) quote unquote, but it could be messing our skin up?
1: So jumping into foods, it's all about digestion, like all about digestion. So we like to kick it off with, a lot of your listeners might know this, but dairy is the number one acne trigger. There's growth hormones in dairy. I mean, in conventional dairy, we're not talking if you're getting like the raw milk and having like a supplement of it every single day, we're not getting into that. We're talking about the milk that you're buying in the grocery stores. Like the milk that's coming from cows is meant to help grow baby cows. That's what it's meant for it. It has growth hormones in it. And so not only is that the purpose behind milk, but then also you put it through a very intense process. The same, the same way we talk about inflammatory oils. It's like the process that they've gone through to create and make them inflammatory. So not only are they going through a very conventional process that's basically stripping it, heating it a high temperatures, stripping it of all the nutrients that we're getting actually no nutritional value. But the big part of dairy is the part that, that we have growth hormones in it. And so that is just going to aggravate acne like crazy. Mm-hmm. Most likely you're going to be breaking out the next day from dairy.
0: Yeah. Dairy is a really easy one to test because you know, if you're having dairy and you have chin acne, It's probably from the dairy. Dairy gets you right where you'd have a goatee because that's right where we have the deepest hair follicles on the face. And it's insulin-like growth factor hormone. So not only is it a growth hormone, but it's insulinogenic. So it's creating an inflammation cascade just because of that. So dairy, even if you're not acne-prone, just isn't really good for you. Like goat's milk and sheep's milk is a little bit better, but like just like straight up run of the mill inorganic cow's milk products are some of the worst things you can have. And on that um, whey protein is just an extension of that. Whey protein is highly, highly toxic. If you have acne, a lot of bodybuilders get really intense body acne, like cystic, angry red stuff, because when you're trying to bulk up, every guy goes and gets whey protein.
1: And whey protein is a sneaky one that you want to look out for. So Danielle and I were traveling a few weeks ago and we're in the airport and like looking for the healthiest food. And so, you know, we see a little chocolate snack and Danielle's looking at something else. She's like, can you check the ingredients really quick? And I'm looking at it. And from the marketing on the front, it looks so healthy, so clean, so simple. I turn it around. First ingredient was whey protein. I like turned to Danielle. I'm like, it's whey. <laughs> you see that a lot in keto yeah. products. Keto is great because yeah. it's low sugar, but a lot of it
0: has whey protein.
2: Absolutely. And you're just getting the dairy. It's, and people love to hear, I can have copious amounts of dairy on keto. But totally.
0: Up, <laughs> you can have full milkshakes like all day <laughs> yeah. on keto. Yeah, right. Another seemingly healthy food that is going to be an un, a controversial and probably unpopular opinion, but if you have acne, you got to test this, is eggs. So, a lot of people, so eggs, if you look at the nutrition label, seem like a perfect pot of nutrition, got a lot of nutrition no sugar, it's all protein. It seems fantastic, but the type of protein, the albumin protein yeah. that eggs are made of is notoriously hard to digest. And it's highly inflammatory to a lot of people when they go get their food sensitivity test back. A lot of people ironically test higher reactivity to the whites versus the yolk. Yeah. Um, and I personally went through this too. I decided to cut out all meat and just have eggs. This was a couple of years ago. And even after all the acutine I've done in my life, eggs blew my skin up and they affect you in the lymphatic area of your face. So if you're having dairy it's or excessive vitamin D, dairy and ex- excess vitamin D are going to get you right where you'd have a goatee. So those are really easy to pinpoint. Eggs, if you're having eggs, I would say more than like three eggs a week is usually the threshold I see. And you're breaking out. It's usually going to get you in the lymphatic zone in your face. I don't know if people can see me right now, but I'm going <laughs> in a parentheses motion from my nostrils down to my chin. So it's parentheses around your mouth. And then it goes down to the neck where your lymph nodes are. I see this constantly, especially, when people are trying to transition to a low carb diet, they're eating eggs all the time and yeah. it can blow your skin up if you're acne prone. So be
2: aware of that. Great tips. You're right. Cause it's a convenient food. People are trying to find protein sources and you know, sustenance choices. And that's why it, when I wrote the inflammation spectrum, it's on the eliminate track because the albumin and the egg whites, they work great for some people, but you're absolutely right. It's a Hidden food that can be a multivitamin as far as nutrient density is concerned, but it is uh not working for everybody. It's bioindividuality. So w- great. Anything else before I move on to the next section? Because this is goal, my people are gonna love this so much and keep repeating this section of the podcast because it's it's so information-packed.
0: I love that. Okay. So the people, if you're listening to this and you are struggling with your skin. The other foods that you want to avoid, gluten is huge. Gluten is a huge trigger. I would say it's the thing that's the biggest trigger for about 30% of my clients. And we see it a lot. And even if it's not your primary trigger, it's making everything else worse. So when your are resting inflammation level levels are higher, just like what you talk about, everything else piles onto it. And then it just seems like everything is messing with you. So eliminating gluten is really important just for overall health, but specifically if you have acne. Peanuts are another one. Peanuts are another thing that, if you glance at the nutrition label, they seem fabulous. It's a high amount of protein and they're delicious. They're salty, yummy, right? But it's the high amount of omega 6 in peanuts, which is very inflammatory. Um, and it's androgenic, meaning it can um, stimulate your male hormones. Your male hormones are the hormones that cause an acne flare up. That's why we break out during PMS because our estrogen has dipped and our testosterone is higher. So that is really important. On that note, I want to let people know that everyone thinks their acne is hormonal everyone. They come and they have self-diagnosed. I have hormonal acne. And it makes sense that they would think that because it gets so worse when you're about to start your period, that is because your testosterone is higher during PMS week. So it makes sense to think that it's hormonal if it only flares up or gets really bad at that time. What I have seen over the last eight years is that usually the pore has been clogged all month. There's almost always some hidden pore clogger in the products that's creating part of this acne struggle for people but your skin can be mellow with it and it can just sit there being clogged until PMS hits or until you get a testosterone spike from something else and then it flares up. So yes, hormones play a role, but most people when they go get their labs checked, their hormones are totally fine. Yeah. So yeah, hormones play a huge role, but it's not, people think they have a hormone problem if they have acne and that's usually not the case.
2: 100%. I, that's very good, great point because you're right. People hear it and then Google it and they think, oh, that's, that's me. But I mean, hormones are just the tip of the iceberg. It's really all the other things that that's dysregulating it oftentimes, at least Yeah. any other foods we need to, or let's go maybe on the, on our skin. You mentioned like the good things, coconut oil, that can be a great thing to cook with or whatever, but not necessarily the best thing to have on your skin. Why is that?
0: That is because you it has nothing to do with organic. It has nothing to do with it being healthy. When you eat it, topical ingredients will be bad for your skin and cause acne. If they are thicker than our natural oil, our natural oil is not that thick. Look at coconut oil. It's a solid at room temperature. It is a <laughs> wax so much thicker than our natural oil. So it clogs our pores up. It goes into your skin when it's, you know, say it's in your moisturizer, it's going into your pores. And then as soon as you, your body temperature calms down, you're, you go into like a cooler environment. What happens is your pores close and whatever's in there gets kind of trapped in there. And it mixes with our extra skin protein, creates a ball of wax. And because it is so thick, your, your natural excretion system can't push it out. Mm. So it clogs your pore. And then when you have acne, that extra keratin production, basically your skin just grows around it and then boom, it's buried. And now it's an invader under the... The surface of your skin, creating active inflammation. So that's why topical pore cloggers are so important. And that's why you don't want to just use something once. A lot of people are like, oh, my makeup's pore clogging, but I love it. I'm only going to use it once. That logic doesn't apply because you have 10,000 pores on your face. So only using something once, it's still going to clog at least considerably like 20 20 of your pores, right? And that's going to lead to acne. So that's why it is so important to check your ingredients for pore cloggers. And we made it as easy as possible. We paid a web developer Mm -hmm. to create a search function on our site where you can copy and paste the ingredients of whatever you're curious about into it and it'll tell you what the pore cloggers are.
1: So is that important. The very first thing we do with anyone that comes to us in the DMs, emails, you name it, and they tell us their story, they're struggling with acne before we even get to food because that's so variable. The first thing we do is have people check their ingredients. So again, we created the pork clogging ingredients resource on our website where again you can literally look up any product you have, Google it, get the ingredient deck copy and paste the ingredient deck into our search bar, click search, anything in red is pore clogging. You know, you can get rid of that and replace it. But again, we have everyone check for pore clogging ingredients because that is going to break anyone who's acne prone. It's going to break them out. It's going to physically clog everyone's pore. (laughs) So we have everyone check all their skincare, their makeup, and also their hair conditioner. If you're breaking out on your back or really heavily on your sleep side it's that it. it's typically the hair conditioner there so that's the very first one before we have anyone start changing food in any way. And again, it might not be every product you're using. You could literally just, it could be like your sunscreen that has pork logging ingredients. It could be your foundation. It could just be one or two things where we're in this culture of once something's not working, we need to switch everything. So people are like, oh, this skincare isn't working. I need to throw out everything and try a whole new system. It might've been the moisturizer that has pork logging ingredients in it. That's working you out and everything might be fine for your skin. So we want to identify what those products are and make sure they're replaced with non-pore clogging ones. But also on top of that, so you have like your skincare, your hair conditioner, your makeup, checking all of those, getting to the root cause of it, making sure you're replacing it. But what you want to also check is... You want to check them every once in a while. So for instance, we have people who've been using the same foundation for like five years. And they're like, I love... It's definitely not my foundation. Absolutely not. I've been using it for years. It can't possibly be it. What people don't know is companies reformulate all the time. They're constantly reformulating to scale, to make it cheaper, all the different things. And so you could be using the same exact foundation for five years, but the formulation could have changed multiple times a year. And so it is important when you're breaking out to recheck the most updated ingredient deck on the products that you're using to figure that out.
2: It's a great point. So what, what should people, you came out with this amazing line, what should be people, what should we be looking out for when it comes to the things we're putting on our skin therapeutically to start to heal from the outside in?
0: Yes. Yeah, so we are nuts about ingredients. If you want to heal your skin, whether, and this applies to whether you're concerned with acne or anti-aging is reducing the inflammation. So ingredients that reduce inflammation are going to help both because skin that's inflamed is also going to age faster. Skin that's inflamed is going to break out easier. So we use really targeted ingredients that work on both, namely turmeric, reishi, green tea, B5, and then we love stem cells. That's why our name is Clear Stem. So we love collagen-derived stem cells. (laughs) They're not embryonic. Nobody worry about that, please. Um, But they are highly purified, bioavailable stem cells from, from actual collagen and your skin knows what to do with it. So it really sends it into repair mode. And when you put those active ingredients with Things that are calming it allows the skin to just rest and receive and actually regenerate because you can see a lot of products might have great marketing ingredients but if it's you know laced in a formula that has a toxic and you know like loaded with parabens or something that's inflammatory your skin's not going to know what to do with with that it's going to be like fighting off the bad things before it's using the good things so it's about what to use and what to avoid and what to avoid are things that your your listeners already know about like their phthalates their parabens their you know toxic dyes and things like that. So it's the, those things that disrupt our hormones and cause inflammation that we want to avoid. But then we're also seeking high concentrations of the, the helper ingredients. Like green tea is great for everyone. Collagen stem cells, great for everyone. Turmeric, pretty great for everyone. So those are the core ingredients that are in most of our SKUs.
2: Love it. So you're really targeting the inflammation to so modulate the inflammatory response in a positive way. It's super smart. Absolutely.
0: We saw that the healing increases Fivefold when you add those anti inflammatory ingredients because the skin's able to rest. Because the first thing your body is designed to do is protect itself. So it's being, if it's being assaulted or attacked by something, it's not in healing mode. And the same applies with your topical skincare. So that's really one of the main premises behind the line. And also, our line is equally anti-aging and anti-acne at the same time. Because guess what? Women in their 20s, 30s, 40s, and we have customers in their 60s, still get acne. Mm -hmm. So normally you're forced to choose it's binary acne products that damage your skin and that are highly toxic and destroy your skin barrier and thus make you age faster that option for your acne, or you want to do anti-aging products and they are all loaded with pore cloggers. So usually it's this like chasing your tail kind of situation and you're not mm-hmm. getting anywhere. So that's why Kaylee and I both, you know, Kaylee's 30, mm-hmm. I'm 37. We want to age well, but we're extremely acne prone. That's who this line is for.
2: Yeah. Perfectly said. Cause inflammation is really bad for accelerated aging and yes. for acne, obviously. Yeah. It's, sh- it should be both and not either, or I think is the point there. So what's the routine? Take me through a clear stem regimen of what people should be doing to really protect that skin barrier and and the skin microbiome.
0: Sure, sure. So number one thing that I, everyone needs to know but probably has never been told before is to not use super hot water when you're washing your face especially when you're standing in the shower it's cold in the morning a hot shower feels amazing but on your face it is doing a ton of damage water is a pH of 7 your skin is a pH of 5.5 so right there water is disrupting your skin's balance so we can just look at it that way but add heat to that every morning it destroys your natural skin barrier because it's just it's drying out your own lipids your lipid barrier That's the thing that protects you most from the sun. So, people that are using really hot water on their skin are aging faster because they're destroying their own natural sunscreen, essentially. So, that's number one to reduce inflammation. Before you buy or change anything, stop using super hot water on your skin in the shower. After that, say you're you're on a clear stem routine, in the morning, it would just be a gentle cleanser. We don't like to exfoliate too much in the morning. Because you don't want to, again, compromise your barrier before you go outside and get exposed to UV. So in the morning, it's just real simple. I would say our average customer is doing a gentle cleanser. And then they're doing the Cell Renew Serum, uh, which is the stem cell serum that has the reishi mushroom and the green tea. And then they are doing you know a sunscreen. And it can just be that simple. And we always recommend that people go for a mineral, aka physical sunscreen. And that means zinc or titanium zinc and titanium. Those are the sunscreens. Everything else is, I guess it's better than not wearing anything, but it's just like one step forward, two steps back. If you're using a chemical sunscreen, then at night we do our corrective work at night is when you exfoliate because you're not going to go outside for presumably eight hours. So at night people use our, our, vitamin scrubs, the vitamin C infused scrub. You do it for, you foam it up in your hands and then you use it for minimal amount of time. Even just like eight seconds is enough. People are not guided properly on how to use a scrub. And that's why scrubs are so controversial because if you have active acne and you're using an aggressive scrub, it's going to make it angrier. Or if you're just overusing it, using it for too long, you're going too rough, then you're like, this is crazy. My skin's raw. So gently using a scrub, but using it regularly is the best. Think of it like exercise. Exfoliation is just like exercise. You're talking about controlled inflammation to get a healing response.
1: Mm. So you
0: don't want to go nuts once a week. You want to do a solid, reasonable amount every other day or something <laughs> like that. Exfoliation's yeah. the same. So the scrub will get rid of the extra keratin protein. That's fantastic. But to go in your pore and clear out what's causing the acne, if someone's actually broken out, they have clogs in their pores that need to be like dissolved. And that's what a friendly acid does, an alpha hydroxy acid. We chose mandelic because it's also effective against fungal acne Mm. and it's also stimulates collagen, but it's not as aggressive as a glycolic because glycolic is very common, but it can be way too stimulating for people with sensitive skin.
1: Mm. So we
0: chose that sweet spot of mandelic acid. Cool thing about that is if you put vitamin C with it, it travels deeper into your skin. So the vitamin C is being delivered at the source. So we put vitamin C bioflavonoids in there and then of course turmeric to calm that inflammation. So if you're using an alpha hydroxy acid of any kind, you want to make sure you're letting it sit alone on your skin for at least 10 minutes. A lot of people don't get that guidance. So they're buying these great exfoliators and they're not seeing any change because they're layering it incorrectly or they're not letting it sit alone because it's an acid. It's eating away the stuff we don't want there. The moment you put something else on, it neutralizes it. So that 10 minute window is the golden window in which all the change happens. Wow. That's when it's unclogging your pores and eating away your wrinkles. Think of it that way. So after that, you don't have to wash your face, but after that 10 minute window in which you're journaling or dancing around or kissing your husband or playing with your dog, whatever, <laughs> you come back, then you put on yeah, another stem cell serum layer and then your moisturizer. Boom,
2: done. This has been Golden. This is golden. You are just—I'm thinking of all the people that you're helping right now. This is an amazing conversation. Um, that makes me so happy. It's it's true. I, I you all listen to the podcast. You know, at the end of the episode, there is your art of being well. Well, I want to know Kaylee and Danielle's favorite things and wellness. Are you guys up for this?
1: Heck yeah. All right.
2: All right. So whoever wants to go first, first question: You're stuck on a desert island, but you you have only one food and you're looking for survival and nutrient density and clear skin. Let's go there too. What, what would that one food be? Liver. <laughs> no, I was
1: going to say that too.
2: Second guessing that it's yeah. like your
1: multi, but it's literally the most nutrient dense food. So good for you. So good for your skin. I'm eating liver hundred percent. <laughs> yeah. I'm so Yeah.
2: Vitamins. Yeah. Vitamin A, true vitamin A. Vitamin A, A,
1: yes. vitamin A yep. yeah. That's why we love it for the skin. We love liver and like, yeah. I know. I'm, I'm thinking I can find some like greenery and stuff on this desert yeah. island. Sure. So like, I can get that. So like, I, I need I need my liver. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Is that what you would say too, Danielle?
1: Okay. <laughs> hey,
0: so aside from liver. And let's assume I have the liver because Kaylee and I are going to be together on this yeah. island because we're coming back from a podcast interview when our plane crashes. So <laughs> I would see some raspberries, some organic raspberries. Those would be amazing.
2: Well-rounded little raspberries. Or some on the,
0: wheatgrass. Yes. Tie between raspberries and wheatgrass. I feel like it's superhuman when I do my wheatgrass <laughs> shots.
2: <laughs> so how are you guys, you having liver two to three times a week, how are you making the liver? Because a lot of people ask me, all right, you you talk about this, but how do I, how do I make it taste good? So
1: I think it's all about the seasonings with it and you don't have to have an aggressive amount, but I always cook mine with garlic and onions and I know some people have like reactions to garlic and onions. So if not, you guys can just salt and pepper the crap out of it. But I like to saute garlic and onions first. It just gets a really good juice going. I typically cook it in like a cast iron pan and I sear it. I don't cook it. I definitely don't overcook it. I want to keep it really juicy. So I saute the garlic and onions. I heavily salt and pepper it. I really do. I think salt is like the really big key for this. Heavily salt and pepper, and sear it on each side. Take it off before it gets too dry. You don't want to let it get dry. And then I notice a vinegar pairs so well with it. So typically, I'll put it on like a bed of greens. I'll make a little salad, and every time the dressing is a vinegar-based one, whether it's like apple cider vinegar, balsamic-based, like fig vinegar, or something, something. Like that. and sometimes I like to get like creative vinegars too. But I notice like the pairing of the the vinegar and liver, it cuts the taste a little bit and makes it taste that much better. It really does. So I think heavily salt and peppering it when searing it, not overcooking it and pairing it with a vinegar dressing is key.
2: Love it. Any Mm -hmm. other tips, Danielle?
0: If someone is like they're really they're trying to like liver, but it's just hard for them, there's no shame in lacing it with a little bit of bacon. That's what they do at restaurants. If you can throw some bacon on there just to make it more palatable until you get used to the taste, go for it. Any way that you can
1: learn to love liver is a
0: good way in my book.
2: <laughs> I love it. Also,
1: I did remember chopping it up small when you're starting. Yes. Big bites of liver. Like when you're getting used to it, it is a very different taste. It's a different texture and eating a big bite of it can be really intense. So I chop it up really small, mix it into the salad. Then it just and kind of also a ground meat in there. Freeze-dried liver capsules are also like the, the, the next best thing to all of yeah. this because
2: some yeah. people
0: just can't do liver. No, you're yeah. absolutely
2: right. That's exactly what I tell patients. You guys are speaking my language. <laughs> next question, completely opposite side of the spectrum. You have one food. Only for the rest of your life, but it's completely removed. Health benefits aside, just purely on delicious taste alone, what would that food be for you, Kaylee? Oh, I know,
0: it's what I had for breakfast.
1: (laughs) Kaylee, probably, probably pizza. Then, like, I just a nice thin, crunchy, loaded with cheese (laughs) pizza. I could just eat that, and that like either had like everything removed, or it was like the most nutrient dense. I think I'd
2: go pizza. How about you, Danielle?
1: Cookie There's a brand called Toto,
0: T-O-T-O. It's got superfoods in it. It's pretty low glycemic, actually. And it has like ashwagandha. Some of them have magnesium. You can't taste the vitamins, but they are there. And it literally makes my world better. I, if I have to wake up super early, I will bribe myself
1: with a bite of it in the morning. I get up like a champ.
2: <laughs> I love, wait, so what is it? I, again? Oh my gosh,
1: it's so it's, good. Toto, it's amazing. Toto, um, the founder, she actually, when she was like 19 years old, was diagnosed with colon cancer. She got rid of her colon cancer all naturally. Like So anti-inflammatory, like the whole protocol, everything. And she developed this cookie dough because she wanted, quote, like she wanted her family to get their vitamins. So she wanted to create cookie dough in a way that like everyone wants to eat cookie dough. It's so good, but loaded with like keeping it low glycemic. Loading it with adaptogens and anti-inflammatories while being a delicious cookie dough, and it, Danielle and I are obsessed. Our our fridges are stocked. Oh my gosh! I, <laughs> I can easily survive out. the rest of my life on it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, I'm learning so much from both of you. I need. I love cookie dough too, and I I, I would only have like a clean version of it. And this sounds amazing. Yep.
1: It's so yeah, cleanest of clean cookie dough.
2: So cool. What's the weirdest thing that you've done for your wellness that you're willing to admit on a podcast?
1: Oh,
0: so okay, weird. Kaylee's got the weird ones. They're awesome.
1: <laughs> I'm trying. Like, I've done a lot. Of, I think. I think mean, probably. I know this is like not weird for some people, but it's still like in the. Gra- I know I like, go back home to Pittsburgh, and people are like, "You did what?" So, is <laughs> <laughs> blood colonics? getting colonics done whenever I was on my own. Cause I have celiac actually, we, I was diagnosed like eight years ago and I was on my own healing protocol. And so I was self-administering coffee enemas at home, but it also, I also go and get colonics done to just clear everything out. So I'd say that's probably one of the weirdest, but like, just take me to any wellness studio. I'm doing the hyperbaric chamber. I'm doing the ice baths and doing the saunas. I'm like, put me in the funnest thing. <laughs> So I love doing all of that stuff
2: Love that. How about you, Danielle?
0: So mine is more of a mental thing. I am very, I would say the mind body connection with me is the thing that dominates all. So um, I have this trick that I learned when I was coming out of a depression about seven years ago. I think I learned it on a random YouTube video, but it was that the brain I love studying neuroscience as well, but the brain ruminates on questions. The brain loves certainty. So when you pose a question or an open-ended thing, the brain will ruminate on it trying to solve it. So you can use that to your advantage by always saying, anytime anything goes your way, no matter how small, say, how do I always get what I want? You have to phrase it as a question though. How do I always get what I want? And this can be applied in the simplest of settings. Like say you're at the grocery store and you find a parking space immediately right in front. How do I always get what I want? But say you're circling around for a little while and you finally find one at the back of the parking lot. How do I always get what I want? I just got more steps in and more sunshine. Like no matter what it is, how are you always getting what you want? So I do that all day, every day. And it's the reason I swear to God, people think I have like, they're like, how are you always in a good mood? And that is my secret right there. And it matters so much in my life.
2: (laughs) That's powerful. I mean, it's paradigm shift, gratitude and looking at looking at the positive in all situations. That's beautiful. The last question that we have time for today is what's your favorite restaurant in the world and what do you order when you go there?
0: Oh, shoot. Favorite restaurant that I've ever been to has got to be French Laundry. I know that's a classic (laughs) one. I couldn't tell you what I ordered. It's a lot of French words stringed together and they're all (laughs) phenomenal. I think we had some bottle of wine that was like a 1989 or something like that. And it, it had the weirdest taste. It tasted like a
1: barn, but it was
0: like, <laughs> but it was like the, it was the most interesting uh, glass of wine I'd ever had. I'll always, always remember that. So that was like the best meal of my entire life. But since you can't go to French laundry all the time, for obvious reasons, going to a sushi restaurant and ordering omakase, chef's win, baby, let the chef <laughs> work his magic on you.
1: That's a perfect meal.
2: Love that. How about you? Amy?
1: This is such a hard one, but... I'm a huge fan of, of Thai food, like little, like the best food I've always had is never at like the most beautiful restaurants. It's always at like the little hole in the wall places. And there's this place in San Diego. It's called now I'm going to completely blank. And I ordered from it 24 seven when I lived in San Diego, right on Cass street, if anyone knows right by duck dive, I'm literally picturing it, but it has the best avocado curry. Like it is phenomenal. I could have it every single day of my life. The rice is always so perfect. And for a long time I couldn't eat grains. Like my body was still so inflamed. It was mimicking the effects of gluten. And so very long time I couldn't eat grains. So when I could bring rice in, it was amazing. And the way their rice is, I don't know if they like heat it and then cool it and then reheat it. Cause that always helps with digestion, but like mm-hmm. I can eat their rice and I feel so good after, which is crazy for me. So I think any Any food where I can, like, really feel good after and feel so nourished is, like, quote, my favorite food in the world. So, anyways, their avocado curry with their white rice is absolutely delicious.
2: So cool. Mm. Man, you both are a joy to to speak to. This has been a great part of my day. Thanks for coming on the podcast. It's a great way to
1: start the morning.
2: Yeah. Great way to start the morning. So, where can people... Well, first of all, since we have the P- the Pittsburgh connection, Kaylee, the three of us need to go on like go on tour, talk about skin health, go to San Diego, go to L.A., go to Pittsburgh. How about it?
1: Honestly, so down.
2: <laughs> fun.
1: I'm already there. Yeah, like <laughs> truly that. Like we love doing this. Like we love dropping these knowledge bombs so people can then like go search their medicine cabinet, their their skincare, their makeup, everything, and find healing in their skin. Like nothing makes us happier than that. Love so that. I'm so down.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's great. Where can people go to, where do they, uh, to learn more about your amazing work?
1: So we are, as you can tell from this podcast, huge on education. Like we obviously develop our amazing products that we're obsessed with, but what's almost more important to us is the education we put out there around everything. So our website is full of it. So our website is clearstemskincare.com. We have two really important tabs. We have a resource tab and an education tab where we have our pore clogging ingredients resource. Our blog that we call our Skincare Learning Center is filled with all of this stuff. We also have links to other podcasts we've been on if you want to dive into like different subjects that we've talked about with this. We've also created a ditch your acne protocol that expands on everything we just talked about in this podcast. So we have different modules on nutrition, digestion, hormones, products, and we spend about 45 minutes to an hour on each subject and you have pdf takeaways from each one to get to your unique root cause. So again, ton of education there. We love to make the education more fun and bring it over to Instagram and social media. So we're pretty much clear stem skincare on everything. And then my personal Instagram is Kaylee.Christina and Danielle's is the acne guru. Danielle I am acne acne guru. <laughs> Trademarked as the acne guru so I get that little
2: symbol. But yeah, oh Danielle the acne guru
0: on Instagram for all things skin and acne, but made fun. And then other shenanigans sprinkled in.
2: <laughs> I love it. Well, I have to, I mean, I said that my final question had been asked already, but I have one more question before we go is what do you think of all these viral TikTok, Instagram posts of people and like the up close with their pores and they're kind of pulling things out? What, what What's your professional opinion about kind of the viral nature of, of acne, I guess.
0: I think humans are, we, we all love gross things. <laughs> That's the <laughs> obvious thought. Okay, so the pimple popper thing. <laughs> I, oh, eight years ago, I used to joke that I should wear a GoPro when I was doing ex- extractions and I am mad at myself that I didn't do that because, oh my God. All the TikTok. Uh, people <laughs> love it. Okay, so on, so on the TikTok front, People can get really bad information anywhere, but they can get really bad information on TikTok. You have like 15 seconds to to match a a catchy thing with a sound and that's a TikTok, right? So people's goal on there is to get attention, not necessarily be correct, right? So, I mean, you'd hope it's both. But... Because the information regarding the body is so long and there's so many variables and like, if then, you know, you can do this, but not if you're celiac or, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Like everyone is so unique with their bioindividuality that TikTok can be a dangerous place. That said, you can still learn a lot too. You just want to, you know, get curious about what you're learning and then go do your own research and make sure it's that there is actual like science and that's being corroborated by other professionals in the skin and wellness space. So it's a great jumping off point, but mainly should be used for entertainment in my
2: opinion. Well said. My friends, come back anytime. It was great having you on the show. Thank
1: you. Such a great time.
2: To learn more about the amazing things that Clear Stem is doing, all you have to do is go to clearstemskincare.com. And as listeners of the Art of Being Well podcast, use code Cole at checkout to receive 20% off your first purchase. Again, use code WillCole at checkout for 20% off at clearstemskincare.com. Thanks again for listening to The Art of Being Well. If you have a chance, please rate and review the podcast here. And if you like what you're hearing, hit follow and pass it along to a friend. To see more, head to drwillcole.com podcast. I'll be back again next Thursday, and I hope you will too. Talk soon.